Once again, we faced a difficult week for different reasons before. On May 29th, it was about the shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde. And it was, I struggled to understand how to even address that in terms of the gospel, in terms of the message to you. Likewise, I began to struggle trying to understand how can we make sense of the issues that are at hand and the difficulties that all of us, everyone, faces. The strength came, oddly enough, from me going over the lessons over and over and over again. Listening to what was written as scripture, both in the epistle to Galatians and also in the gospel, actually gave me some way of looking at our situation and going back to the idea of what it is to be a Christian community in a world torn and separated and divided in so many ways. Paul, in writing to the Galatians in the very beginning of the letter, is quite harsh because they're in, caught up in their own sinfulness. But we come to the end of Galatians, and Paul, in this particular setting, reminds them of certain things about a Christian community. Number one, gentleness. Number two, understanding. And number three, sharing the difficulties of one another. He points out that this is, in fact, living in Christ. What an interesting way of looking at the community and how we can build upon that ourselves. I find it interesting that I, I step back from things and actually can calm myself down. I don't always necessarily gleam an understanding or an awareness that's going to help. But at least I'm taking breath long enough to be in myself, looking at my own faith and my own concerns and issues. And whether in fact my anger or angst or tension or whatever is caught up not in what's happening, but what I'm perceiving is happening. So Paul reminding us that it's in gentleness, in understanding, and sharing in the difficulties of others is really critical in terms of our ability to gain the strength to deal with the issues of the day. In the gospel lesson, Jesus sends out 70 people, two by two, to spread the word of the kingdom of God. Simple task. They weren't allowed to take much. They would go and say, peace be with you. And if the peace is received and responded back, fine. If not, they were to move on not in terms of disgust or putting the person in an awkward situation, but leaving and taking the peace back with them. 
They came back filled with pride for all the healings and things that they did as a community, spreading the word of God through Jesus Christ. And Jesus reminds them, don't be prideful for what happened, but be aware that you have recognized the faith of Christ in this world, and God will call you by name. I want to go back to a story that I've probably told some of you before, but I think it's worth noting because it was a major transition for me in my life, having gone through ministry as a chaplain. In 1982, I went to Colorado, to Estes Park. The National Church sponsored a gathering of college students through the Canterbury Clubs and other associations to meet at Estes Park and talk about racial issues and concerns. What was interesting to me was we had one outstanding person from our, our office, chief office at 815, who was in charge of the African American outreach a well-thought, well-learned individual. Another was a female professor of theology, and she talked about the natures of being in terms of awareness of our sexuality and the creation of problems that come in our culture based upon sexuality. The chaplain to the chaplains and students, however, was Bishop Desmond Tutu from South Africa. And he gave us a morning instruction, meditation, teaching, before we entered into all of these other meetings and groups that we had available to us. And it was Bishop Desmond Tutu who really struck a chord with me because while the other two in particular talked about our failings, how we are fall short in terms of our own understanding of our racial feelings and challenges about the fact that human sexuality includes all different types, that somehow we were not living according to God's word. And we were almost defensive. I mean, I, my defense became real with both of those people because I felt like I was more advanced. I was trying to understand and why was I being accused or made to feel somewhat guilty about my past. And the interesting part was in Desmond Tutu's presentations to us in the morning, he talked about his experiences in South Africa, not in a way of trying to point out others' problems, but rather how he, in fact, perceived the lack of understanding and his willingness 
to dialogue with those who were most adamantly against him. If you read any of his works, the letters that he's wrote to Bota and others about his experience, he always started with a place that was based upon a relationship with that person. With Bota, he talked about being a grandparent. Now, what a wonderful thing it was, grandparenting children, seeing them open their eyes and their mystery and wonder to the world. Then he pointed out, well, this is true for us as grandparents. In our current culture, our grandchildren are treated differently. It wasn't a blame, it was a reality. And what I found is an experience. Someone asked me when I returned, they said, you know, you're a little bit changed. And I said, if I'm changed, it's because I was challenged to love in angry situations. Desmond Tutu taught us to hear to understand the tensions and sometimes the violence and vehemence of one another in such a way that he caused God's presence to be real. It was the love of God that made for change with others. I think that when we look at Paul writing to the Galatians, living in gentleness and understanding and also to share the difficulties, we're looking at the reality of what we are as a community of faith. I would only hope that I and we can spread the word of Christ crucified, raised from the dead and resurrected to heaven in such a way that we're able to allow other people respect and dignity enough that instead of clashing or taking sides or separating, we become to see more of oneness in God and in Christ. Perhaps the most offensive thing that happened to me this week was when, in fact, a person wrote a legal brief and was claiming Christianity seemed to be where we should be. And I have to be honest with you, I disagree totally. It's Christianity, it's Islam, it's Buddhist, it's evangelicals, it's all of us together as people of God who seek a sense of peace, trust, and love. We have the responsibility being Christians to be called to love one another as God has loved us. May we at this time find the depth of our own love and share it so that others can be awed in God's love. Amen.